So this is uh, a gift that a friend of mine made for me uh, when I was a minister in Minnesota. So we spent five years in Forest Lake, Minnesota, and a friend of mine made this for me. It's a walking stick. Now, it's never been used. Uh, it... <laughs> Not because I don't walk, it's just I don't hike. Uh, and, and it's really nice, and, and, and I really like it for a number of reasons. One, because it was handmade. Uh, it's solid wood. Uh, it's got a nice leather strap, a little rubber tip on the bottom. I love this thing, and it's sat in my office for like 12 years now, um, ever since I was in Minnesota. And uh, yeah, I, I don't hike. Um, my idea of roughing it is staying at a comfort inn. So, I mean, that that's about it for me. But... Uh, uh, I love it because it's handmade. Uh, one, another reason I love it is because it has this really cool Christian fish uh, symbol on top of it. And uh, the, the, the fish, uh, the ichthus, uh, stands for Yoda Chi Theta Upsilon Sigma. It's Greek. Uh, it means Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior. Uh, it's been an, uh, a symbol of Christianity for like 2,000, almost 2,000 years. Uh, and uh, I love the, the Christian fish. In fact, I have it tattooed on my left ankle. Uh, and so I, I don't look down upon people with tattoos. Uh, don't. Don't judge me. I won't judge you. Um, but uh, but I, I love it. I, I, I love this thing because I love that symbol. Uh, and then right here it says Psalm 23.4. Psalm 23.4. And Psalm 23.4 is the passage I'm preaching on today. And it's actually my favorite verse in the entire 23rd Psalm. Uh, we've been going through this series here on, 20, on the 23rd Psalm. And, and this is my favorite verse from it is Psalm 23.4. And because of four simple words that are found in this verse. And those words are, you are with me. And we see those words in the 23rd Psalm, and they are my favorite words in the 23rd Psalm. You are with me. Now, I think that sometimes in our lives, we don't like to be alone. Yeah, let me change that. Uh, we don't like to be lonely. There are times in our lives where we want to be left alone. Can you just give me ten, just 10 minutes? Just let me be myself 10 minutes. Or 10 days. Just give me 10 days to, to be by myself. Right? But nobody likes to feel lonely. We don't like to feel lonely. We may like to be alone from time to time, but we don't like to feel lonely. We want to know that someone is there and someone is with us. That we're not alone. And even though we may feel lonely from time to time, it's not a good feeling. And we want to know that someone is going to be there with us. And that's what we hear in Psalm 23, 4. Like I said, we started this series on the 23rd Psalm about three weeks ago uh, by looking at the first five verses of the Psalm uh, that says, The Lord is my shepherd. And we talked about how Jesus is our good shepherd and how he uh, is with us and how he leads us and guides us. And, and last week, uh, my friend Gene Calderon came and preached for me so I could... Uh, my family could attend my wife's grandmother's funeral down in central Illinois. And I thank you so much for all your cards and your calls and your uh, prayers and your concern uh, for our family at this time. You guys are a wonderful family, a wonderful congregation. We love you and we thank you for loving us the way that you do. And, uh, but Gene filled in admirably last week for me, did a great job by all accounts. Everybody loves Gene. And Gene is one of our missionaries to Purdue University Northwest. And uh, so Gene came and filled in last week, and he preached on Psalm 23.3, uh, the, the passage, the verse before the, today's verse. Uh, and so we're going to continue on talking about the 23rd Psalm today and Psalm 23.4. And like I said, this is my favorite verse in the entire psalm, and we're going to read it together here in just a second. Uh, I want to read it all together because it's such a comforting 
passage. And the 23rd Psalm is a very comforting psalm. It's one that, it's a beloved psalm by many people. Uh, you'll often hear it preached at uh, maybe a funeral service, uh, or we'll quote it, uh, because it is so comforting. And I, I love the 23rd Psalm, and uh, it's, it's amazing how God works in our lives, uh, and how God works in, I'll tell you right now, God works in my life too. Uh, and I hope that God is working in your life through this series, through the 23rd Psalm. Just so you know where we're going after this is we're going to uh, finish up this series in a few weeks. Then we're going to talk about some stewardship stuff uh, when we get our connection groups going in the month of September. And then we're going to do a series uh, based on the, the statements in the New Testament about one another. We're going to talk about the one another's of the New Testament, about how we love one another, forgive one another, encourage one another, bear with one another. We're going to talk about that for about seven weeks. Then we're... Th don't shoot the messenger. But then we're going to talk about Christmas. It's coming. Christmas is coming. And Sean is getting fat. Won't you please put a penny in the old man's hat? Anybody know that song? No? Okay. It's old, old school. Uh, anyway. Um, so, uh, and then in the new year, we're going to do a series called This Is Us. Uh, right after the first of the year, we're going to start a series called This Is Us based on who we are as a church. Uh, based on Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. And then we're going to do a series called How to Be Rich. And you'll want to invite all your friends to How to Be Rich, right? This means yes in America. So, uh, but for today, we're in Psalm 23, 4. Let's read this verse together, Psalm 23, 4, that says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now that very first part of the psalm, we're going to take this in four pieces today. That very first part of the psalm says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now the Old Testament was written in ancient Hebrew. And the ancient Hebrew word that is translated as valley of the shadow of death literally means the valley of darkest darkness. It is the darkest valley. In those days, a shepherd would take his sheep out of a pen each day. In the morning, they would leave the pen and they would go to the pastures and the sheep would feed and they would graze and they would get their nourishment from the grass. And then, after that, they would go back into their pen at night. Well, there would come a time of the year, and usually in the summer and fall, where they had eaten all the, the pasture, uh, all the grass from the pasture, and they would have to go to higher ground to find grass and find places to graze. So they would leave the, the pen one day and they wouldn't come back for months. But in order to get to the higher ground, you've got to go through the mountains. And they would climb up through the mountains, uh, and they would go through some scary places. Because in the mountains, there's, it's kind of craggly, and it, there are crevices and valleys, and, and some really dark valleys that are in the mountains. And in those dark valleys, they can be, like I said, they can be kind of scary, because there are places where bandits can hide, and thieves, and robbers, and, and uh, wild animals uh, animals that would try to uh, attack the sheep uh, of the shepherd's flock. And so these scary dark valleys are, are found in the mountains. And when they would go through these mountains, it, it was a scary time for the shepherd and for the sheep. And so he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk through the valley of darkest darkness, even though I walk through the darkest valley, he then says, I will fear no evil. I will fear nothing. I will fear no evil. I will fear nothing that could come against me. I will not be afraid. In fact, David, he wrote this psalm, the King David, the shepherd king of Israel. And uh, in Psalm 56.3, he wrote these words. He said, uh, when I am afraid, 
I put my trust in you. Would you say that with me? When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Remember those words this week? Because there are times in our lives where we go through some pretty scary stuff. There are times in our lives where we get scared. We tend to think of fear as a, a thing that little kids go through. But I think we all face moments of fear. Our whole service today has been about how we don't have to fear. The, every song we sang uh, has been about how God is there to help us in our times of fear. And David said that even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even if I walk through the darkest of dark valleys, I will fear no evil, no matter what may come against me. And David was surrounded by enemies, and, and he felt like they were always trying to get him. They were always trying to take his life. And so when he talks about walking through the valley of the shadow of death, that was a reality for him, that he felt like he was walking in death's shadow. He says, I will not fear. I will not be afraid. I, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. I will not be afraid. And why? I mean, why can David say, I will not be afraid? Why could David say, I'm not going to fear, I'm not going to have any uh, trepidation, I'm not going to be afraid? Why did he say that? It's the next passage in the 23rd Psalm. My favorite words, you are with me. Because you are with me. Like I said, we don't like to feel alone. We don't like feeling lonely. We want to know that someone's there with us. And when we walk through the valleys of the darkest darkness, when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't want to feel alone. We want to know that someone's there with us and someone's going through it with us. You know, the, for the shepherd of the sheep, uh, he, would, he couldn't walk out in front of the sheep. He couldn't, he couldn't drive them from behind. He could, yeah, sheep, yeah. No. He wouldn't push the sheep. He wouldn't drive the sheep. And he wouldn't run ahead of the sheep. But rather, he was with the sheep. He was with them. And, and David said that, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. I will fear no darkness, for you are with me. In Acts chapter 17, verse 27, the Apostle Paul told the people of Athens, He, meaning God, is not far from any one of us. And sometimes it feels like God is pretty far away. Anybody ever had those moments where it feels like God is just a million miles away? I think sometimes we feel that way, like, like God moved. But in reality, it's usually us. And we, we run away from God because of, of a decision that we've made or some uh, guilt or shame that we feel. And we feel like God wouldn't want anything to do with us. And so we run away from God. And we don't have to, though. We don't have to run away from God. He wants to be with us. Sometimes we feel like we're not very worthy of God's love or not worthy of God's presence. God wants to be with us. And we don't have to fear the darkest of dark valleys. We don't have to fear any evil because God is with us. He is there with us. And so even if you feel like you've walked a, a million miles away from God, I want you to know He's right behind you. In fact, He may be right behind you today tapping on your shoulder, just telling you if you would just turn around. Stop running away. Stop walking away. Just turn around and fall into my arms. And I'm here with you. You see, when we run away from God, we, when we run off to the far country, when we run away from Him, it may feel like, may feel like we got to run all the way back. But what we find is He's been looking for us. He's been following behind us the whole way saying, you don't have to run anymore. Just turn around and I'm right here with you. 
In Matthew chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, we read about a prophecy from Isaiah. It says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. See, this is a, a, a Christmas time. Again, it's got four months away, folks. Four months, and it's going to be Christmas time. Can you believe it? No, right? No. No, it's an 85-degree day. Why do we need to talk about that? And by the way, extra large shirts, 3430 jeans, you know, Calvin Klein, Chris, you know, get your shopping for Pastor Sean done now. Anyway, um, but uh, one of my favorite things about Christmas is Christmas songs, like Christmas carols. And there's a great one called O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And we hear that name, Emmanuel, that means God is with us. See, God wasn't just with the people of the Bible. God wasn't just with David and, and as, as his good shepherd. No, God is still with us. And when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ by believing in him and turning away from your sins and repentance, confessing your faith, getting baptized, the Bible says the Holy Spirit comes to live within you. That is God within you. And God is with you. And he will never leave you. He will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. No, God is with you. God is with you. So you don't have to fear the darkest of the dark valleys. You don't have to fear uh, evil, any kind of evil, for God is with you. And then David says something interesting. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What is a rod and what is a staff? Well, the rod was a, uh, what is called a cudgel or a, a club. And it was a, a small, small club that the shepherd would wear on his belt so that if a wild animal came along, like a lion, a tiger, or a bear, very good. That was good. That was quick. Nice, nice. But if a lion, a tiger, or a bear came along to attack the sheep, to, to take one of them away, uh, to steal the sheep, or a thief or a robber came to steal one of the sheep, the, the, the shepherd had a weapon. It was that cudgel. It was that rod. And he would use it to, to fight off any wild animals or or a thief. In fact, David used it himself. In 1 Samuel 17, 34 and 35, he says, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and res rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. David was a man's man. I'm telling you right now, if I'm a, if I'm a shepherd, like 3,000 years ago, and I'm out there with my flock, and all of a sudden I hear, rawr, lion comes along. It's like, dude, take whatever you want. Have pork, have lamb chops tonight. You know, cook them at 350. You want to get them to 160 degrees just to make sure you don't get, like, sick. But I am, no, no, no. Uh, rod, no rod, no rod. That ain't happening. Seized it by its hair and killed it. That's a lion, folks. The rod was used for protection of the sheep. The staff, you've all seen a shepherd's crook, right? You know, the staff was used to keep the sheep in line. And so the, the lion, the, the, the lion, the shepherd would keep the sheep in line by using the staff and kind of tap them on the head, like get back in line, sheep. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The staff was used for discipline. The staff was used to keep the sheep in line. And God uses his rod to protect us and his staff to keep us in line. And sometimes the Lord disciplines us. Sometimes the Lord has to discipline us because we get out of line. We get out of line in our faith. We get out of line in our, our walk with Jesus. And, and God will use the staff 
of discipline to get us right back in line. And discipline's no fun. Discipline is hard. But why do we discipline? How many of you have kids? You ever discipline your children? You know, maybe a little spanking, you know, every once in a while? Depending on some of your kids that I know. Could use a little more, maybe? I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. But sometimes we need to be disciplined too. We need God to discipline us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6 says, The Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as a child. When we get out of line, the Lord will discipline us. He'll use that rod to kind of pull us back in line, tap you on the head. Come on, get back in line. I don't want you to get lost. I mean, why do we discipline our children? Because we don't want them to grow up and become sociopaths and psychopaths, right? That's why we discipline our kids. And it's the same reason that God disciplines us. He doesn't want us to be sociopaths and psychopaths. He wants us to do the right things. And so God will discipline us because he loves us. It's the same reason why we discipline our children, because we love them. We want them to grow up to be the best that they can be. Sometimes that requires discipline. And that whole line about this hurts me more than it hurts you, never understood that. Never understood it until I had a child of my own. And it's like, I get it. When I was a kid, it's like, no, no, it doesn't. No, it don't. But now I understand. And so I don't think, it, I don't think God, when he disciplines us, I don't think it brings him joy or brings him uh, happiness to discipline his children. But he knows what's best for us, and he wants to protect us, and he, wants, and he loves us, and so he'll discipline us as well. That's what the staff was for. And they brought comfort to David because he knew that his, his shepherd loved him. And that's why he protected him. And that's why he disciplined him. So what does this have to do for us? 21st century America, none of us are shepherds. None of us are, well, we're all sheep. But none of us are shepherds. You know, so, so what does this mean for us? I got some questions for you about fear. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of the darkness? Did somebody say spiders? Are you afraid of the darkness? And I don't mean the darkness of, of the dark, like, you know, little kids are scared of the dark. I mean the darkness of things like mental illness, like depression. If you've ever been depressed, you know it's like walking in darkness. And it's scary. Depression can be scary, and, and it feels really dark. Or bipolar disorder, that's what I struggle with. You know, maybe you, maybe you struggle with that too and some kind of mental illness and it feels like you're walking in darkness all the time. You feel like, like you're walking in the dark. And that's scary. Or maybe it's the darkness of the unknown. Maybe that's what you're afraid of. And, and there's a lot of unknown in this world. Maybe it's a financial unknown. You don't know how you're going to make ends meet. You don't know how you're going to put groceries on the table this week. And so you're scared of the unknown. You're scared of, of a relationship that seems to be falling apart and you don't know what's going to happen. And you're scared of the unknown. You're scared of the darkness. Are you afraid of death or dying? Maybe you've been to the doctor recently and you got some bad news. And the doctor said, I, I don't know that there's anything more we can do for you. Maybe, and, and you feel like you're dying. That's scary. It's terrifying. Maybe you're afraid of death. You know, what's going to happen after I die? Am I going to go to heaven? Am I not going to go to heaven? What's going to happen to me when I die? What's going to happen to my family if I die? It's scary. Or maybe someone you love has gotten bad news 
Or maybe someone you love has died recently. And it's scary thinking about your own mortality and your own death. Are you afraid of death or dying? Are you afraid of the devil? And I don't mean, you know, the devil. I mean evil. Maybe you're afraid of evil. We live in a world that's full of it, right? We live in a world that's full of evil. You can't watch the news from Chicago for five minutes without hearing about how 30 people were shot this weekend in, in the city. It's terrifying. All the violence around us is scary. It's absolutely scary. You, you send your kid off to school every day, whether you put them on a bus or you take them to school, and you hear about school shootings and your heart sinks. What if that was my kid's school? It's scary. The, 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 the evil and the evil one, the devil, that, that's scary. And so it seems like there's so much that we can be afraid of in this world, whether it be the darkness of the unknown, death or dying, or the devil and evil. But David, what did David say? I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are with me. And so I believe that the Lord protects us. The shepherd protects us. And the shepherd protects you with his presence. Your shepherd protects you with his presence. Your shepherd is not one who runs ahead of you and says, come on, catch up. Your shepherd is not one who's behind you saying, come on, go, just go, just go. Your shepherd is with you. And when you're scared of the darkness, whatever that darkness is, the last thing you want is to be alone. When you're scared of the darkness, the last thing you want is to be by yourself. Even when we're little, we're scared of the dark, right? Where do we go? Mom and dad's room. I'm scared. What are you scared of? It's four o'clock in the morning. Why are you awake to be scared? Scared because it's dark. Can I climb in bed with you? Whatever. Just, I got to be up in an hour, man. Come on. Give me a break. We want that presence. We want to know that we're not alone. We want to know that someone's there with us. We don't want to be alone. The Lord, your shepherd, protects you with his presence. When you're facing the darkness, when you're facing the darkest of the dark valleys, when you are facing the, the valley of the shadow of death, your shepherd is with you. And your shepherd protects you with his presence. Your shepherd protects you with his peace. Your shepherd protects you with his peace. And when you have been told bad news about your health, when you've been told bad news that there's nothing more they can do, when you've been facing your own mortality and the fact that someday we're all going to die, and when you're facing that, you need peace. And the Bible tells us in the book of Philippians that your God can give you a peace that goes beyond comprehension and understanding. The peace that passes understanding is what it says. That even when you're facing the scariest times of your life, you cry out to your shepherd and he fills you with peace. That's what your shepherd does. He protects you with his peace. Even if you're facing death, even if you've been told that you're dying, your shepherd will protect you with his peace. And finally, your shepherd protects you with his power. You see, there's nothing that can overcome the power of God. There's nothing that can overcome the power of your shepherd. Not the devil, not any kind of evil. You see, when Jesus Christ died on the cross and was crucified for your sins and my sins, when he died for our forgiveness and our salvation, he didn't stay dead. 
No, God the Father raised him back to life. And he walked out of that tomb on that Sunday morning. And when he did, he crushed the head of the devil on his way out. He crushed the head of the serpent on his way out. And now he lives forever and is coming back. And there's nothing that can come against you that is more powerful than your shepherd. There is no evil that can come against you that is more powerful than your shepherd. Your shepherd is all-powerful. And he will protect you with his power against the evil of this world and against the devil, your enemy. Your shepherd can protect you. And he can give you his power. You know, like I said, there's a lot to be scared of. We can be scared of the darkness and the darkest valleys of our lives. We can be scared of death and dying. We can be scared of the devil. But your shepherd is always with you. And he will never leave you. Our shepherd will never leave us. He will never forsake us, never abandon us. He is always with us. Your shepherd will protect you. He will protect you with his presence. He will protect you with his peace. He will protect you with his power. And your shepherd is with you. I hope that you'll remember that this week when you're going through the tough times, when you're going through the dark valleys. May we always remember that our shepherd is with us.